welcome to Shelly Has Opinions, the hit new podcast where the Chatfield girls try and guess their shy sister Shelly's opinion on a variety of topics. My name is Holly Chatfield Flanagan, and with me is Shelly Chatfield Allison. And we also have Julie Chatfield Miller. And it's just us three girlos today, y'all. And and look at us now. Before, don't look at us. Later, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Just now. Now is our golden hour. You can look at us in the best light. (laughs) It is almost the golden hour here in my lovely Utah. I was going to say Utah, California. (laughs) That's, that's, you know, that James Taylor going to Carolina in my mind. Uh, Mine is Utah, California in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's just what I've been doing lately. But Shelly Gang, you know what else I've been doing lately and I haven't told my sisters about because it's been very secret? (laughs) Is it so private? (laughs) It's so private because I'm sort of embarrassed. (laughs) Ooh, perfect. I, because I love my children, ordered the Dungeons & Dragons starter set. Nice. Oh, man. I'm sure they're thrilled. Are you going to be the dungeon master? I am going to be the dungeon master. And much to my children's chagrin, I'm making them use the already made character sheets for our first (laughs) adventure. Oh, but Jack could just come up with so many options (laughs) of everything. I have a 10-year-old son and an 8-year-old daughter, and they listen to a couple of Dungeons and Dragons podcasts, namely Fate and the Fable Maidens, and also Quest Company Junior's Postcards from Pearl, a Pokemon 5e adventure. Wow. (laughs) Wow. They decided that now was the time, and we were going to, at the end of this summer before school started, play the starter set story. And then it turns out school starts a week earlier than I thought that it did. And so we're going to have to play during the first week of school. (laughs) Luckily, I don't think it'll be too academically rigorous. I think you'll have time. But here's what will be academically rigorous. Me trying to learn how to play Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Also rigorous, as Shelly mentioned sort of previously, my son has a big, big imagination, and I'm worried what he will do to me as a dungeon master. (laughs) (laughs) He may have notes. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm not worried about his critique. I'm worried about me trying to move the story along and him trying to make up a bunch of side quests. (laughs) (laughs) I can see that happening. Or like really creative ways to like defeat a monster or something. (laughs) Yeah, and then me trying to roll the dice and be like, I don't know, critical hit, I don't know, natural 20, I don't know, buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. (laughs) (laughs) Snake eyes, is that a thing in this game? (laughs) (laughs) It is, but you have to fight them because they hypnotize you. Oh, dear. Shelly Gang, I will give you an update on on how that all goes, uh, but here's an update that you'll love even more. Shelly is so shy. It's almost been 100 episodes, and she still is. That's breaking news. <laughs> and because she's shy, we have to ask her her opinion about a lot of different things. And uh, this week's topic is one... That we have never asked her before on this podcast. (laughs) It'd be weird if it was one, like a repeat, (laughs) just like checking in. (laughs) What what do you think about geocaching now, (laughs) Shelly? I don't know. I don't think we've done enough episodes on it. My opinion is multi-layered and complex. (laughs) That is the only topic we have done two episodes on and still not enough (laughs) for Shelly's layered and complex opinion. (laughs) Shelly, would you like to know today's topic? I would. It is inspired, actually, by our sister podcast, literally, Julie's other podcast called Podville that she does with her husband, Corbin. Check it out on social media, P-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E, Podville. It is inspired by a segment they just did on their last episode. <laughs> today's topic for this podcast is 
truth or dare? <laughs> Sound like you're about to ask me a truth or dare question. <laughs> I was waiting. <laughs> I thought it was like an impromptu game, but I'm actually glad it's it's, you know, like not that kind of a surprise. <laughs> Shelly, I would never want to surprise you with that kind of surprise. False. You would. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, today I asked my son, Jet, like, what do you think the topic's going to be? And he's like, who knows? I was like, I sure don't. And he's like, yeah, because what would be the fun in that? I'm like, that's what Holly thinks. (laughs) So he said, who knows? But really, it sounds like he meant, who cares? (laughs) No, he just is like, he's like, we, the Allisons, could never know, and the mystery of the universe will be revealed to you later, so don't need to worry about it right now. <laughs> oh, that's so deep. Yeah, I had is. no idea that he had such a layered and complex feeling towards this podcast. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, so Shelly, I am going to be doing the pro reasons why you should like Truth or Dare. Julie's going to be doing the anti-reasons, and this week we do not have a sister expert so you are going to have to stand on your own two feet, one named Truth, one named Dare, and decide. <laughs> Do I have to chop off the foot of the one I don't decide? Here's the thing. If you like Truth or Dare, you get to keep both feet. If you hate it, you have to chop them both off. I guess that's true. I guess I'm not choosing Truth or Dare. <laughs> I guess it's not that kind of topic. <laughs> Shelly, are you ready to hear my reasons why you should like Truth or Dare? Uh, I don't know. I'm still thinking about how I'm going to maybe miss my feet, depending on how <laughs> this goes. <laughs> well, hopefully I do a really, really good job of persuading you, okay? Yeah. okay. Shelly, I think you should like Truth or Dare because games, glorious games. No equipment necessary. <laughs> That's my commercial for Truth or Dare. (laughs) My cute little jingle that I made up music and lyrics. That's why Holly only works out with body weight. She's like, no equipment for me. I live an equipment-free lifestyle. That's, yeah. I do everything equipment-free. I'm shouting this podcast to the millions. (laughs) Live. I think games are fun. I enjoy a good game. I know you enjoy games of all different sorts to the point where uh, I think you received many games as a wedding present. That is true. As one wedding present, many games. (laughs) (laughs) That hurts my feelings. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just starting. Now I'm feeling all shy. I did this beautiful (laughs) song and dance number for you and then you tease me. But it, it is true. We did register for a lot of board games. So games are are great and fun. And guess what, guys? You can win them. That's my favorite part about games. <laughs> Extremely winnable. What about when you lose, though? How's that for you? I, I have yet to experience it. And so oh. I just <laughs> wish well the people who have and just go on my merry way. All right. <laughs> you have a 100% win rate? Every game. Every time, especially Russian roulette. Oh, oh, oh man. <laughs> Shelly can't even handle that. <laughs> and that's why I play mostly no equipment necessary games. <laughs> you can't be trusted with equipment. I think it is a good skill to have to uh, be able to play a game That doesn't involve equipment because frequently you are in a place that does not have equipment, say a line for a water slide. They don't have chutes and ladders there while you wait. That would be wild. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they don't have it. But then it's a chutes and ladders themed water slide, but it's all chutes, no ladders. (laughs) Oh, man. How do you get up to the chute? You end up back at the beginning every time no one wins. (laughs) (laughs) Except for me, because I always <laughs> That's win. That's true. It is a good skill to have. And you know what? I have this skill. I myself am very good at coming up with games and uh, those kinds of things with no equipment necessary. And I have passed that skill down to at least one of my children. Shelly, recently in a waterside line, has 
been invited to play a game with no equipment necessary with my son. I was invited to the storyline, very politely, of the game that is never ending <laughs> between <laughs> between Holly's kids and Jet, my son. <laughs> <laughs> So it's it, I think it's great. I think that is great. Truth or Dare is one of those things. Moving on to my next point. You should like Truth or Dare because it is filled with my two favorite things. Icebreakers and deciding. <laughs> so I am a notorious decider. I love to decide things for myself and others. And that is why Truth or Dare is a game that I like because you get to decide. Uh, Fate is nowhere to be found. You are the only person who can decide truth or dare. And it would be my preference to change the rules a little bit and not only decide for yourself, do you want to do a truth or a dare, but to also decide for everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's someone's turn and then someone asks them truth or dare and it's just up to you to be like she chooses truth (laughs) yes okay i get it it's it's bold it's a bold way to play okay real talk don't you wish you could decide for everyone no (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't see how this is helping your side holly Not only would I have to make decisions for myself, but I'd have to make decisions for others <laughs> that then they could possibly get like mad or something about. No, thanks. <laughs> if deciding was a game, I, I wouldn't play it. <laughs> I wouldn't be good at that game. <laughs> In fact, I, historically, I'm not great at that game. <laughs> yes, Shelly, just remember this. Remember this for when it's my turn. <laughs> Well, Shelly, that's where the other aspect of this game comes in, icebreakers. Truth or Dare is really, really, really good for the truth part of it being something that is letting the people know what you're about. Your truth. (laughs) If you play it in a way that's interesting and not just stupid, you learn a lot about people. I need now an example of a stupid way to play Truth or Dare. (laughs) Here is a real Truth or Dare game that I played in middle school. It was between four girls, I being one. And you know what? Honestly, every time a truth came up, it was like, (laughs) who do you like? And that is stupid. People are multifaceted and layered and complex. And there's more to people than their romantic entanglements. Although that is a big part of my personal middle school story (laughs) in my heart, not in actual reality. I would say it's probably a big part for a lot of people. If I were given the opportunity in that game to ask a truth, which I wasn't because my person chose dare, I would have asked something better than that. Like cooler, but also like not too cool, like very accessible. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> what would you have asked your middle school compatriot? <laughs> yeah. I would have said uh, something probably like, in high school, are you anticipating on being an includer or an excluder? <laughs> <laughs> That's such an accessible question for most middle schoolers <laughs> to handle. Well, it's at least better than any alike. <laughs> I should say, Shelly Gang, that was never a thing for me because everyone always knew who I liked. So it wasn't like an interesting question. Yeah, it wasn't all, ever a huge secret for you. <laughs> who did you like? <laughs> who didn't I like is a, probably a better question. That is probably a shorter list. <laughs> <laughs> And the list, I've, I have it right here in my hand. Zero. There's nobody on this list. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I love icebreakers. I love deciding. I, I think Truth or Dare provides both of these things. Here's another thing that it provides. And I already briefly mentioned it. Shelly, you should like Truth or Dare because you choose your own Destiny. 
<laughs> Give it up for destiny. <laughs> uh, I can sometimes be a bad mentor. And uh, obviously that has everything to do with I what I just said about being able to choose your own destiny because um, I, I have two sisters-in-law who are much younger than me. Like when I married my husband, they were eight and 10. And so I've been able to be kind of with them throughout their teenage and young adult years. I hammered into them constantly that they are individual people with worth and and talent, and they do not need anybody else in order to make them a whole person. What a bad mentor you are. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like terrible advice. <laughs> Here's the thing. My lessons, my personal lessons were not able to get through the mire and muck of the remainder of the family who are very much like a man and a woman need to be together to be one whole. They must entwine all aspects of their lives in order to be happy. I think that's bad. And I love my husband very much. And I think if he dropped dead tomorrow, I would still be myself. You know, do you ever feel that? Did you get asked that at Truth or Dare ever? (laughs) (laughs) If your hypothetical future spouse drops dead, do you still feel like you'll be yourself? (laughs) That was one of the very accessible questions I was (laughs) asked as a a middle schooler. (laughs) Because of the bad mentor aspect, I did not adequately teach these girls that Choosing your own destiny is like the number one greatest thing that you can do as a human being on this planet. And because of that, truth or dare is maybe the number one game of all time. Because there are very (laughs) few other games where you get to choose your own destiny. Maybe Dungeons and Dragons is the (laughs) other one. (laughs) I don't know. I've never played it. I have a question for you. Whoa. Okay. Are... Choose your own adventure books, your favorite kind of book, because <laughs> you get to choose your own destiny. Okay, honest answer. I did love them as a child, but probably my favorite kind of book is the book that I write where I choose the destiny. <laughs> you choose every destiny. <laughs> That's true. You could have, you could do all the deciding in a book you write <laughs> for any character and every character. Sounds like I should be a writer. Oh, wait, I am. <laughs> Because you've already chosen your own destiny. (laughs) (laughs) You're the master of your own density. (laughs) So I really feel like I've harped on this enough. Choosing your own destiny is very, very, very good. My second to last point as to why you should like truth or dare, Shelley, is that I, in real honest life, almost gave my daughter, the aforementioned eight-year-old, the middle name of Dare. (laughs) Oh. Did you know this? I didn't. I don't think I did. The only name convention I knew before she was deemed Lucy is that she was almost Holly Jr. Uh. Okay. This is true. <laughs> and this is that this is in conjunction with naming her Dare. Because my husband, who I love and who loves me and who, sad to say, thinks that if I drop dead tomorrow, he would not be a whole person. <laughs> let's just say that when we found out we were having a daughter he was adamant for maybe months that we name her holly because he loves the name holly because i'm holly Uh (laughs) this is extremely real i said that's a terrible idea especially because when we had our son two years previous uh, people were saying hey you should have a caleb jr which he did in real life (laughs) yeah i mean not in name, but in spirit and everything else. <laughs> there is a Caleb Jr. in the world. <laughs> but Caleb really balked at the idea of naming him Caleb Jr. Like, really, he really disliked it. And so, number one, how brash could he be to suggest it for me? And especially because in American modern society, girls are not typically juniors if there is a junior in the family. All this is to say, he was very adamant for months about Holly. I said, how could we judge this up? How could we, <laughs> how could I trick my husband into having another name that maybe we could end up calling her instead? I said, aha, 
middle names. So we were watching this, um, like, I don't know, what is the planet Earth world? Uh-huh. Planet yeah, Earth. planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, there was a, a, a naturalist being uh, interviewed. So she had her name and then her, her job title underneath. And it was like Professor Dare Blotty. And then underneath it said Professional Nature Nerd or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I thought the name Dare is maybe the coolest name I've ever heard. Especially for a woman sitting in a chair in the forest. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, that is a bold life choice, so dare matches very well. I thought, I like the sound of the name Holly Dare Flanagan. Until we were able to rest my name away from my husband's mind and put the name Lucy on this girl. Mm -hmm. That is what I was really pushing for. That is how much I love the game Truth or Dare, or just Dare in general. (laughs) And I should have just said, let's name her Truth Dare Flanagan. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been amazing. Oh, now I'm really sad that that story is out in the public record. (laughs) Not the dare part, but the Holly Jr. part, because that was really emotionally taxing. (laughs) So I have one more point. And it is maybe the most um, poignant of all my points. Shelly, I think you should like Truth or Dare because there is a finite time of it being acceptable to play, so cherish it. This game, as I said, usually starts around like the tween years and then goes up to maybe college. And then after that, you're not seeing a a proliferation of Truth or Dare being played out in the adult world, in the corporate world. (laughs) Corporate truth or dare would be pretty wild. (laughs) Like all things that are like really ephemeral like that, you need to like treat it with some sort of respect and honor. And truth or dare, I mean, you don't know what you have until it's gone, especially if you don't say truth, because then you don't know the truth. (laughs) Or the dare. I dare you to choose pro. Thank you. Well, I find that unacceptable because I'm an adult. (laughs) I'm not in middle school anymore. We can't play this game. (laughs) Plus, I chose dare for you. Like (laughs) That's true. (laughs) At least you didn't double dog dare me because then I'd have to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Well, Julie... Do you have any, like, embarrassing truth or dare stories that you could, like, say to wipe out my embarrassing truth or dare things that I've said? I don't think Caleb was daring you to name your daughter Holly. I know. The things you said about truth or dare of your personal experiences were embarrassing to you. (laughs) Yeah. And so I want you to embarrass yourself more (laughs) so people forget. Well, first, I have a question for Shelly. Okay. Shelly, what's the longest you've ever been in the bathroom and why was it? (laughs) Oh, no. I don't like that question. (laughs) Don't worry. I don't actually want you to answer it on mic. Don't worry. I have a whole list of questions that I could ask you. (laughs) Oh, no. Did you spend all week, like, thinking of the most embarrassing questions to ask? (laughs) Well, as Holly mentioned, Corbin and I talked about truth or dare on our podcast, Podville, except we don't care about the dares. We only care about the truth questions. And so I looked through a list of, like, 400 questions this week and cherry-picked the ones that I liked. But I left a lot of them on the wayside, such as this question that I asked you. <laughs> I'm glad you saved it just for me. I know. There were, there were actually very many questions that I thought of you uh, when I read them. <laughs> because of how little I would like to actually answer them. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Thanks. <laughs> Truth or dare? I... I know it's some people love that game. I don't think it's a game for you. Well, let's just talk about truth. 
Let's speak some truth for a second. <laughs> okay. There are a lot of questions that someone could ask you that you would really, really hate to answer. You don't need to open yourself up to embarrassment like that unless you want to and answer my question right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's just say I'm glad I get to choose my own destiny and not Holly. <laughs> because like, if Holly were the game master for a game of truth or dare <laughs> and made the decisions for everyone, I'm sure she would often make me say embarrassing things. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the fun for everybody else. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's what this podcast is. <laughs> this is like a giant game of just truth. <laughs> that's true. Corbin and I called it truth or truth. <laughs> but usually it's not about embarrassing things. If you wanted to embarrass yourself, you could go play truth or truth. Make it happen, I bet. If you're playing it truth or dare with someone, it's just inviting peer pressure into your life. And uh, how do you feel about peer pressure? I don't feel great about peer pressure. <laughs> Do you give in easily to peer pressure? I would say yes. <laughs> yes and no. I could imagine that if you were sitting in a room full of your girlfriends and they're like, let's play truth or dare, and you were the only one who didn't actually want to play, that you would just play anyways. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> So then it wouldn't matter if you if you liked it or not, because then and then you just have to give in to all the truths and all the dares. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that sounds very much like um, you know, things that have happened in the past, not just with truth or dare, but just well, lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> Now you like it. Now I like it, but it took a while to get there. <laughs> so, Shelly, when you're playing Truth or Dare, the very first moment you are met with making a decision, that's not quite your forte, as we've already talked about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just given the two-choice option of Truth or Dare, I feel it could take me a while <laughs> weighing my options. <laughs> It's it's like okay, Shelly, you know we're gonna ask you truth or dare, so we're gonna we're gonna go around the whole circle first and come back to you, uh -huh. like uh, ordering food at a restaurant. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> like you know you have to order food when you come to this restaurant. You we've been here before. Just do it, and then I always go last, and then I still always need a second. <laughs> Oh, that's it. my real life. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you're going to play truth or dare with all your pals, you might learn things about your friends that you never wanted to know and that you will never be able to forget. Oh, no. Do you have personal experience with this? No, I never had <laughs> friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Uh, but you know what, Shelly? I don't imagine that knowing my friend's bathroom habits is something that I desperately want to know. <laughs> well, you're the one asking the question. Oh, that's true. Maybe I do want to know a little. No, but like other friends, one friend of yours is asking another friend of yours. You don't know what they're going to say or what they're going to answer. Well, a lot of the questions that I read were like, of all the people in the room, rate them one to 10, 10 being hottest. What's one thing you would change about every person in the room? Just like, oh my gosh, like really, <laughs> really harsh stuff that, uh, you know what, it's going to create rifts in your friendships that don't need to be there. Those sound like questions you'd ask in a game of truth or dare with your frenemies, not with actual <laughs> friends. Or if you are one of those people who only will surround yourself with people who are ugly so you look better. <laughs> so like you're you're assured to be like the hottest, uh -huh. you know, because there uh -huh. are people like that. I'm not one of those people. In fact, I surround myself with only people who are much prettier than me. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Which is 
everyone. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I'm sorry. I know you're listening, Mom. I'm sorry that I said that. Write in the comments. <laughs> now you have to rate Holly 1 to 10, 10 being hottest. <laughs> We've only talked about truth. Let's get into dare. That's the worst part. That's, that's the part that Corbin and I wouldn't even touch during our podcast. <laughs> yeah. I asked Corbin, we were discussing the game Truth or Dare, and Corbin was like, dare, doing a dare is the dumbest thing because you're just doing something because someone wants you to do it. I'm like, yeah, man, I hear you. Don't let the man tell you <laughs> what to do. I never let a man tell me what to do. <laughs> Or a, or a woman. <laughs> That's true, but at least I listen to a woman, you know? So, Holly, d- does that mean you always chose truth? I would say frequently I chose truth, but that's because I played with people who didn't have good imaginations and their dares were like, pull down your pants or something <laughs> stupid. And I'm like, I'm not doing your stupid thing. I'll answer your stupid question. <laughs> But if you got dared to do it, then you'd have to do it because it's a dare. Shelly, can I dare you to do something? <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay, seriously, I think I did do that a few times when playing truth or dare in the past, being like, what would be the dare? And then let me decide if you if I want to choose truth or dare. That's not how the game works. Guess what? It never worked, but I... I feel like I probably did ask <laughs> at That's least a few times. You're very risk averse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's been established on this show. <laughs> Truth or dare, the game for uh, the that is not for risk averse folks. <laughs> Shelly, when people get have the opportunity to dare someone, they let out their basest instincts. People could dare you to do all kinds of terrible things. I went on a truth or dare on a dare generator. <laughs> that exists? Yeah. Yeah, and all of them just said, pull down your pants. <laughs> a lot of them were kind of weird, like, switch shirts with the person next to you. Uh, do you want to switch shirts with me? <laughs> um, I mean, that'd be a good trick. <laughs> I kind of like to see how it's done. I'll put it in the mail. <laughs> okay. And then stay naked until your oh, shirt no. arrives. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I choose truth. Don't, I don't want to choose dare anymore. <laughs> yeah, Shelly. Any, if somebody were daring you to do something, all they would have to do is like anything involving modesty and you would <laughs> die. One of the truth, it was a truth question, but it could be a dare, was like, would you wear your bra on the outside of your shirt? That's one of the ones I thought of you for, because I was like, Shelly would rather be dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Shelly, don't let people give in to their basest in- instincts. Don't let them set that free, because once, once Pandora's box is open, you're in for trouble. You think I'm just going to, if I, like, do one thing outside of my comfort zone, you think I'm just going to go buck wild and just <laughs> yeah. go crazy? I'm pretty sure that's what would happen. And my last point is that don't let other people be a bad influence on you, Shelley. Don't let people make you do things that are illegal, which is what always ends up happening with truth or dare. Always. Oh, no. <laughs> it leads to law breaking. Yeah. That's how it always ends when when you end up in jail. That's how you know the game's over. <laughs> <laughs> A good game of truth or dare doesn't end until the police show up. Is that what, is that what you're saying? Exactly. And you don't want to be you don't want to be mixed up with the law. <laughs> <laughs> They're a bad crowd. <laughs> Everyone knows the law is nothing to be entangled with. (laughs) So, Shelly, what I'm trying to tell you is I'm pretty sure that you're not going to like truth or dare. So just do it. Do it. I dare you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. You both dared me. (laughs) Oh, no. How am I supposed to do both at once? (laughs) 
Shelly, now it's the time we've all been waiting for. The opinion of the MVP of this podcast, the most visor podcaster. Shelly, is your visor more of a beach visor or like a casino visor? Uh, definitely casino. I like the like clear plastic, see-through, green. Oh, I love it. And how many of those do you have? Um, I have one uh, in every shade of green. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Cool. You called Pantone, said how many shades are there? Perfect. And then got 150. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Shelly, what do you think about truth or dare? <laughs> that that made it sound like I do have to choose one or the other. <laughs> um, but how about I tell you my opinion on the game truth or dare? <laughs> okay. Um, well, I will say that Julie's prediction that if a bunch of people wanted to play truth or dare and I didn't, but I then would play because everyone else wanted to. It 100% has happened to me in my life. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I never participated in a game of truth or dare that I actually wanted to do, but I have played more than once. (laughs) Um, I would say a lot of sleepovers involve truth or dare. Some uh, like sleepaway field trip things in high school, definitely some truth or dare. (laughs) And guess what? I never wanted to play. There's my opinion, everyone. I don't like Truth or Dare. <laughs> I'll just come out up front and just say it. That's a shock, I'm sure, to everyone. <laughs> I'm feeling a little like hot though because like I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> so you're you'd rate yourself a ten. Ten being hottest. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> here's the thing, everyone. I never did want to play Truth or Dare because. I never wanted to know something about one of my friends so much that I was willing to then wanting to reveal something about myself. (laughs) And also, I was always afraid that people would make me do something they knew would embarrass me because guess what? The list is long and not hard to figure out. (laughs) (laughs) So dares were dangerous and truth was dangerous. Uh, Can I I just say, I would give every secret secret I have ever had to know everyone else's secrets. <laughs> See, I'm just like, no thanks. Your secrets can be your secrets. Like, I I didn't mind finding them out in a game of truth or dare, but like when it came to my turn to like choose someone and be like truth or dare, I was always probably the worst at it because I would give like ask the most mild questions and do, or do the most mild dares because I didn't want to make anyone feel embarrassed <laughs> or bad. <laughs> And turnabout is super fair play in Truth or Dare. Exactly. I even, one time during a game of Truth or Dare, I can't remember where we were, but it was in high school and we were like, you know, all sleeping at a hotel somewhere for like a drama trip or something. And there was a game of Truth or Dare going on and I pretended to be asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have to play. (laughs) Was I there? No, I don't think you were. I think you were already in college. I would have roused you. (laughs) Shelly, wake up. I know. I'm pretty sure, like, everyone knew I wasn't really asleep. (laughs) Were you doing, like, (laughs) no, I was just, like, I was just, like, sleeping through probably more than a person could sleep through, (laughs) like, noise-wise and stuff. I don't know. I can sleep through a lot of snoring right in my ear. (laughs) And being crushed to death. (laughs) At the same time, my husband loves me. <laughs> Holly Jr. He wanted just someone else for when he inevitably kills me in my sleep. <laughs> I mean, okay, games of truth and dare are not inherently bad. <laughs> they are just bad for me. <laughs> they are equipment free. So I guess you could play a game of truth or dare in like a line at Disneyland. However, that would also be that would be wild. <laughs> the dare would have to be like, say hello to the person in front of you or whatever. There's not a lot of options. <laughs> Wait, is that one of your mild dares? <laughs> Shelly, say hello to the person in front of you is maybe the mildest dare I've I know, ever heard. See, that's why I'm not good at that game. Because <laughs> I wouldn't, because it would be either that. I think it's, there's a character on, on New Girl 
one of the roommates who his pranks are either like so so mild or like over the top extreme and i feel like that's how i am with theirs like it would be like <laughs> say hello to the stranger standing next to you or like murder them <laughs> <laughs> like like jump onto the track of matterhorn and run around or something i like, i much know. prefer i dare you to murder the person next to you <laughs> <laughs> and make it look like an accident. <laughs> yeah, no. Um so so I'm not I'm not good at it, but it, it is a good game, I guess, for people who don't mind. And maybe if you're with like a group of people who like you kind of have an understanding, I wouldn't be as afraid to play. You know, and I would play it in line at Disneyland if I knew like the worst thing they would ask me to do is maybe say hello to a stranger. <laughs> Which, still, pretty bad for you. <laughs> I mean, yes, of course it is, but uh, if it was like, kiss the stranger next to you, <laughs> then I probably wouldn't enjoy the game. But I I mean, I could play, and I did, and I lived. I'm still here. <laughs> I survived. I'm still um, Because you do sometimes find out fun information, maybe about like the people around you, like icebreakery things. And deciding your own destiny is, I guess, fine. (laughs) (laughs) I've never Um, met someone who's so tepid on freedom. (laughs) Well, I guess for a game. Um, And it's true there is a finite time in your life. Like, that is true that I'm glad I did it when I could. Because now if I ever felt the need of like, dang, I never played truth or dare as a kid i'll do it now as an adult i just don't think i could find the right group (laughs) what about us us girls no (laughs) (laughs) you want to play truth or dare with us i don't know (laughs) to think about it for a while (laughs) Um, but yeah i think overall like there's a lot of established facts (laughs) about like being shy and not liking to make decisions and peer pressure being easily folded by peer pressure. (laughs) And I feel like also I wouldn't be good at it because there would probably be times I'd be so embarrassed to answer a truth that I tried to lie, but guess what? Not good at that either. So so really, it's just, it's a weakness. (laughs) The whole game is is bad for me. So it's just not for me, but I'm I find that it exists in the world. (laughs) I feel like it's a rite of passage. I'm proud of you for accepting Julie's dare. And because of that, (laughs) you must now let me ask you one truth. I thought I had to cut off my feet. (laughs) She's like, I'd rather cut off my feet. (laughs) (laughs) No, the truth is, do you want to know a dream that I had? Sure. Great. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing your opinion, Shelly. And now we are moving on to our segment, What Does It All Mean? In this segment, one of us Chatfield Girlos says a dream, and then one of us Chatfield Girlos, usually me, looks up what the symbols are in that dream and what they mean. And honest to goodness, this is my debut. I'm going to say a dream. Usually it's Shelly. <laughs> Sometimes it's Julie. And I'm feeling very like debutante ball coming down the stairs in my beautiful white dress um, into a dream world. <laughs> and, oh. and you were there and you were there and you were there. We were? Uh, yeah, but like you didn't look like that. It was you, but it wasn't you. <laughs> oh. Cool. <laughs> no. So I had a dream, I think because in real life it is the beginning of the school year in a couple of days, and I had a dream that I took my son to his first day of school, and his teacher in real life, who I don't actually know very well, said, Holly, Jack tells me that you crochet. And I said, oh, yes, I do. And she said, I have a bunch of crochet projects that I started over the summer that I didn't get to finish before the school year started. So would you finish them all for me now that school has started? And I said, yes, and then worked so, 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 so hard, (laughs) so hard to try and finish by the 
end of the day <laughs> because I really wanted her to be impressed with me and to be nice to my son in her class. And um, you know what? I did it. I worked so hard and I accomplished my goal. And then I, when I went to pick him up, I handed them all to her and said, here you go. Not a scary dream at its face. <laughs> Just sounds stressful. But it wasn't as stressful as some stress dreams that I have had. It was, I like a dream with a project. I like a dream with a goal. You know, like I like when I dream and I, I am set to a task and then I accomplish it. And I always do because even in my dreams, I'm a winner, baby. <laughs> so I looked up four symbols from that dream. The first one being yarn because I couldn't find crochet. So I thought, what are the components of crochet? And then I, then I said crow and shay, and then that's stupid. And so then I looked up <laughs> yarn, because that is a main component of crochet. I also looked up teacher. I looked up sun, like my son. And then I looked up unfinished or incomplete. Mm-hmm. All right. So here it is. Here's what it means. Yarn is a connection to creativity. And that it makes sense because yarn is typically used to bind things in a creative way, like crocheting. Teacher means authority or approval seeking from authority. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sun means your ideals, hopes, or potential. So like, like your progeny, like what you want for the future. And that means in the dictionary, it said, even if you don't have a son, but guess what? I do. (laughs) You do. We all do. (laughs) We did it. (laughs) Chatfield girls make Chatfield boyos. (laughs) So the last symbol is unfinished or incomplete. And it, uh, it had a really long, um, listing. There were several paragraphs and, it said if something is incomplete and then it becomes complete, then it means that you having the dream have the capability to complete other people. Oh my. <laughs> you complete us? <laughs> yes. But I am my own individual person. I'm complete, but when added with other people, I complete other people. No, that's not what it means. But so if you take all of those symbols and then you put them into my dream. So my son is my ideals and hopes and potential for the future. His teacher is an authority figure from whom I'm seeking approval. But then it turns out that that authority figure is asking me to complete her connection to creativity. And so ultimately, because I finished it in the dream, I have the ability to connect authority figures to creativity in the future. (laughs) This dream is telling me, Holly, all of the things that you want for your life and everyone else's life, you can do because (laughs) everyone's going to ask you eventually because word is going to get out. All the other teachers are going to come to you and say, you crochet, I hear. And I say, yes. And then I do it. So you're essentially the muse for all the teachers at the school to teach to the future that there is hope for their own creativity. <laughs> no, it's like I am the only person capable of doing everything for everyone else. <laughs> you are the master of their destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Now that we have parsed this out, I'm a little bit embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) But but your dream is telling you you're capable of doing it. You are capable of being the master of destinies (laughs) of hundreds of people. (laughs) (laughs) If not thousands. How many teachers are there in the world? So, Holly, this is putting a lot on you for the upcoming school year. (laughs) Do you feel the pressure? Um. I feel the challenge. I feel the dare, if you will. You're excited for the opportunity. (laughs) To prove to hundreds, nay, thousands, nay, the entire world. (laughs) Uh 
that I'm capable of doing everything that I want and what everyone else wants. I can do everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you had this dream to prove to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that you, like, give yourself subconscious mental pep talks about how you're doing great, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) That's because I don't have a Kris Jenner in my life. Yes. (laughs) Well, this has been our segment, What Does It All Mean? Well, Shelly gang, here we are again at the end of another episode of Shelly Has Opinions. Shelly gave her opinion. Julie gave some opinions, and I gave every opinion. (laughs) And, you know, if you like that dynamic, if you want more of that dynamic, that happens in every episode, guys. Go to our website, ShellyHasOpinions.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, HasOpinions.com. And there you can find our old episodes. You can also find our social media links. You can get in contact with us through our email. And you also can look at pictures of us because we cute. <laughs> now that's we true. real cute. That's true, and everything else that I've said today is true, and everything else that everyone has said is sort of true. (laughs) But, uh, Shelly Gang, it would be so nice if you would go to the podcatcher of your choice, hit subscribe, or leave us a rating and review. We would really appreciate that, especially because um, I can only leave one review. Crazy. Let Holly be the master of your destiny. <laughs> leave a review. <laughs> if you, Shelly Gang, would like to leave a review but don't know what to write, hit me up on social media. <laughs> I will write your review. It's not allowed, but Shelly Gang, really, all we want is for you to come back next week. We appreciate you hanging out with us. And with that, thank you, and I love you, and goodbye. Bye. Thanks Bye. very much. Bye. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Gosh dang it, Shelly, where are you?